welcome to another episode of the Team Blaney Podcast. My name is Steve Mez, and alongside me is a special guest host this week, Kate Mez. The Team team Blaney Podcast is brought to you by fans for fans. We have been diehard followers of the Blaney Racing family for two decades. Today, we closely follow third-generation driver Ryan Blaney, who pilots the number 12 Ford Mustang for Team Penske on the NASCAR Cup Series circuit. Each week on the podcast, we will review Ryan's latest NASCAR race and preview the race for the upcoming weekend, offering news, notes, statistics, and analysis. Kate! Yes! Welcome to the podcast! Thank you for having me. She's graduated to the podcast. She puts up with this every week, uh, me and uh, Adam disappearing for a couple hours at a time, and this week she gets to see how the sausage is made. (laughs) Kate, if you don't know, uh, if you want to find out a little bit more about me and Kate, it's uh, a Pocono, it's Pocono, a love story on the uh, Pocono website. They Mm -hmm. did a little video. Kevin Teal contacted us from Pocono Raceway a couple years ago when he found out how we actually met. That's right. At the uh, Pocono, uh, we'll call window. That's that's it, and a big part of that is uh, is Kate's uh, following of social media on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's literally how we met. Uh, we won tickets on Twitter, and uh, every week, believe it or not, uh, when I do the race recap, a big part of it is actually Kate on Twitter, uh, following uh, different uh, news outlets and so forth. And uh, tell us a little more about some of the different people you follow on Twitter and how that actually helps my race report every week. Okay. Well, first of all, um, because you're listening to Josh and Ryan and everybody, um, he's not able to be on any social media or anything because that takes up all of his phone. So I'm on Twitter, and I mean, I've, I've got all the regular guys. I'm sure you guys all follow them, like the Team Penske and Ryan and all them. But I'm also following, you know, Jeff Gluck and Bob Pockgrass. Um, the most of the tracks I follow, those help. Um, the Weatherman, that's always a good one to have. Um, different uh, wives, that they, they really do help. Um, they they'll tell things about maybe obviously more about, you know, their their husband that's driving or you know whomever. Um, but it does give an insight. If Ryan's racing them, you can kind of see what's kind of going through the head of the guy next door. So, yeah. I mean, and, and sometimes I see stuff from maybe Team Penske that maybe maybe Josh saw something and Ryan saw something, so they didn't say it out loud to each other. So he, so Steve may not have heard it, but then I can relay it to him. Like, hey, they're looking at, you know, they're looking at the front bumper of, of this, or maybe they're they're looking at that and, yeah. It kind of all flows together. Yeah, actually, from my perspective, I miss things, and social media picks them up. So Kate definitely like will say something in my ear about something that just happened, and I totally missed it in relationship to what's going on with Ryan and the race car. So, and there are things on the track on why a caution happened or why somebody did something, and I have no idea what it is until until she says, "Hey, so and so just got a penalty, and that's why they're going to the back." or you know, this, that's why he passed three cars, because somebody just did something to, to cause that. So um, definitely it's an extra set of eyes and ears that uh, totally adds to everything we do. Um, this week's race, uh, Atlanta, had an interesting finish. And, um, you know, Kurt Busch won, and it was very popular with the crowd. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to ask you what you thought of what, uh, what his teammate did and how he helped him to win. Oh, you mean the Ross Chastain thing? Yes. 
It's interesting. Um, I mean, one, you've got a guy that is about to go a left down, right? I'm sorry, guys. I was working, so when I got home, I jumped into the into the race. Um, so you've got that whole, I'm Ross, and I, I don't want to go a left down. Um, so, of course, I'm going to, you know, if I'm, these two guys are battling for the lead. Uh, that guy's my teammate, so um, let's be a good teammate. And I, I won't block him, but, you know, this is my line anyway. And, you know. You gotta, you gotta block someone. You go, you know. If it's gotta be Kyle, it's gotta be Kyle. Adam was at the race with his wife this weekend, and uh, he's still texting me during the race. And the first thing he thought of was uh, that it looked familiar to him. And uh, it did. <laughs> totally went back to uh, earlier in the year in Atlanta, and uh, what Joey did for Ryan. Um, I mean, I'm sure Kyle was uh, Kyle was mad about what happened, and, but. Uh, it, it's definitely something that, uh, for a teammate, that it's a good idea to help your teammate when you can. Well, sure, because, you know, like they always say, drivers never forget. And that usually, people are talking about that when it means, you know, you messed me up, I'm going to come for you at some point and mess you up. But, hey, you know what, if you gave me a, a little little help, you know, I'm going to remember that, too. Yeah, uh, Ross has been all over the track this year for certain, certain situations that we've seen, but... Um, this was definitely showed one that showed off how good a driver he is, and, and I know Kyle was mad about the whole thing, but uh, truthfully, it was it was a good idea for for uh, for him to do what he did, and it definitely helped the the Chip Ganassi uh, team as before they go to sell, sell off the team here at the end of the year. Definitely. Ryan Blaney race recap Atlanta Motor Speedway. All right, let's uh, let's start with the Atlanta second race of the year here, the Quaker State Four Hundred. Uh, the stages were 80, 160, and 260 with competition caution at lap 25. Uh, Chase was on the pole to start, and Ryan started 15th. Now, once again, we've got another uh, penalty uh, during uh, the uh, the checking out of the cars there in the morning, and uh, the 19 goes to the rear. And he would have started 5th, so this uh, helps Ryan because his line on the inside line moves up. And uh, uh, on the starts and restarts uh, today, uh, the inside line is definitely the better line to have. So, um, lap five, uh, he goes up to 14th, and um, by lap seven, he passes the 10 for 13th. And at lap nine, he passes the 42 and gets up to 12th. So, you know, they're doing pretty good here at the beginning. Uh, by lap 10, uh, he tells them that the back whip, uh, back grip is uh, pretty weak. And uh, at lap 11, the 48 passes him, so he's back to 13th here. Now, they got a competition caution coming up, so he's giving them some feedback at this point um, just to kind of know what kind of things they can do to help the car out. On lap 14, the 18 passes the 9 for the lead, so now we've got uh, Kyle Busch uh, leading the race. And at lap 15, the, uh, the Penske cars are, let's see here, the 21 actually is 7th, the 22 is 9th, the 2 is 10th, and then Ryan is in 13th, so they're all pretty much running close together too. We get to the competition caution, lap 25, and uh, he says it's bouncing way loose in the corner. Uh, the car's kind of traveling a little bit on him too much in the corners. Uh, Todd says one round out of the right rear and air pressure, four tires and fuel. They go in 13th and come out 15th. So they lose a spot or two on pit road here, but it may be due to the adjustments. Um, and he gets hit from behind leaving the pit stop. Now, what was interesting here is that uh, there really was no report of it on TV. And uh, there's uh, no video. I didn't see anything. So I'm not even sure who hit him. But uh, they discuss this as they're going um, 
uh, leaving the pits and then doing the lap or two beforehand, they kind of discuss what happened to the back end, and they're actually happy with it because it actually kind of like may have helped the arrow of the car, believe it or not. Yeah, what do you call that? Um, falling, falling up. Yeah, but I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything on Twitter until you said it. So. Yeah, it's falling up. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, the choose come the leader is the eleventh. This point takes the bottom. Ryan takes the top, and um, you know Todd and Josh, like I said, are joking about the the damage may be advantageous. Now the only problem with this is they made adjustments based on no damage, so that may hurt them a little bit here early in the run. Um, by lap thirty one, there's a caution for the ninety nine, the forty seven, the fifty one, and Ryan is in sixteenth. This place at this point. Uh, Chusco, the leader, is the 18. He takes the bottom. Ryan once again takes the top here. Um, they're going in a positive direction here, according to Todd. The, the, the laps are getting pretty good. And that curb, it says it's a crinkled out right rear, basically, a right rear quarter panel. And it's actually, like I said, it's actually helping his arrow. Um, on the restart, lap 36, uh, he gets all the way up to 13th within a lap or two. It settles down at lap 43, he's in 14th, and he says it's plowing tight. Now, like I said, once again, the, the adjustments they made had nothing to do with the actual damage beforehand, so they may have to adjust back now a little bit to help with that. <clears throat> lap 47, he passes the 20 for 13th, and uh, Todd does tell him at this point they're as fast as the leaders, so uh, he's running pretty good laps. At lap 61, he, uh, the four does pass, and he ends up back in 14th, and they talk on the radio for a minute or two about uh, what else some of the other cars are doing, and uh, at lap 65, Todd tells him it's good, it's good laps. So, whatever adjustment they made to his, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, what line he was running definitely helped him out there. Uh, the 18 does win stage one, and Ryan is uh, 14th at the end of the stage. So, it didn't really move up a lot in stage one, but uh, the adjustments they're about to make are going to help them a ton. They're going to add some stagger that should help, and um, they, he, Ryan says, we're not sure why we're a little bit slower on the straightaways. Um, now, they pit 14th and come out 11th, and the choose cone is, uh, the one is actually leading at this point. He takes the bottom, and Ryan takes the top again. Um, at lap 86, they restart, and he's up to 9th within a lap. Uh, lap 87 is 8th. Lap 93, the 5 passes him, so he's back to 9th. But at lap 107, he passes the 2 for 8th. At lap 115, he passes the 24 for 7th. And uh, Ryan's just telling them now he needs the, the front end to work a little bit better. And they pit at lap 118. This is a green flag cycle. Uh, they're 7th when the cycle starts. And uh, by lap 128, uh, there's two cars that haven't pitted yet, the uh, 10 and 37. But once those, those two cars do pit, uh, he cycles back to 7th. And they do report uh, some rain in the area here, but nothing actually ends up happening from it. Um, I know the cars that stayed out were hoping for it. <laughs> at lap 150, uh, the times are within about a tenth of the leaders. And at lap 152, Todd tells him he's the fastest car on the track. So the one wins stage two. And what was interesting is right before the end of the stage, Ryan yells something about the tire. The tire. <laughs> he thinks he's got a flat going. Yeah. And um, what actually is really f funny is they start giving him the times between the car behind him and in front of him because they wanted to hold position, and hopefully it doesn't blow out by the end of the stage. And it was like three to go in the stage when it happened. I wish Ryan knew that when he yells like that, it sends you into a panic. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a sight to be seen um, because everything is so smooth and calm between Josh and Ryan and even Todd. And they are very matter of fact when they're talking about things on the radio. And then when he does jump up with something like that, it's like total panic mode. Yeah, yeah you're like Henny Penny. <laughs> the sky is falling. Yeah, yeah, it takes me a couple seconds to come back to Earth. <laughs> Thankfully, you're sitting next to me, so it helps a ton. Um, but what was what was interesting is he, he thought the tire was coming apart, and actually what ends up happening is there's a piece of the track that came apart. Now, I'm not sure if it came apart when he hit it or if it was already apart when he hit it, um, but that's what happened. And TV did show that later on, that he actually hit this big pothole basically in the track that uh, they end up having to red flag the race uh, for them to fix um, right before they do that they do take four tires and fuel they pit seventh come out ninth um, and like I said the choose cone the leader takes the bottom and Ryan takes the bottom at this point and there's a penalty for the 11 but uh, like I said they have that uh, red flag they fix, fix the hole there and it takes 15-20 minutes maybe a half hour tops I think it was uh, lap 171, he's up to ninth. Lap 172 passes the 24 for eighth. And at lap 173, uh, he says he's plowing tight again. At uh, lap 175, he passes the 19th for uh, the 19 for seventh. At lap 179, he passes the two for sixth. At lap 186, he passes the uh, oh the 19 passes him and he ends up seventh again. Now at lap 210, there's a green flag pit cycle that starts. Like I said, he's the seventh at this point. Um, the 18 passes for the lead on that cycle, actually. The five gets a penalty for too fast on pit road, so this ends up being a position later on. Um, and he cycles to sixth at this point. Now, uh, at this point, the Penske cars, uh, you know, Ryan is sixth. Um, we're in lap like 235, roughly. And uh, Brad is ninth. Matt is 10th, and then uh, Joey is 12th. So they're, once again, they're grouped together pretty tight. And uh, lap uh, 236, the 42 does this blocking that uh, it helps the one take the lead. And um, at uh, lap 255, Ryan passes the eight for fifth. It was really interesting. This is a long green flag run, something that, you know, in the previous Atlanta race was really advantageous to the team. And sure enough, same thing. Uh, he held on to his tires, he maintained good lap times, and then some of the other cars around him couldn't do that. And the eight car faded back to him really quickly. And uh, in the last 20 laps, he caught him. He was like a couple seconds back of him and he caught him. Um, once again, Kurt Busch wins the race, but Ryan does end up uh, fifth, which is a pretty good finish. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're starting to back a little further than that, uh, pretty good uh, finish compared to what's been going on the last couple weeks. Um, yeah. Pocono since Pocono at least so um, not too bad for uh, Ryan and the uh, number uh, number 12 Ford Mustang okay so this week in NASCAR history we're going to start all the way back July 15th 1951 at Pittsburgh's Heidelberg Raceway a half mile dirt track Hall of Famer Herb Thomas led 179 of 200 laps and lapped the entire field to capture his first of seven victories in what would become his first championship season. While Thomas was best known for piloting his famous Hudson Hornet, he won this race and the $1,000 purse in an Oldsmobile owned by moonshiner Herbert 
Westmoreland. Okay, July 14th, 1962, less than two weeks after his 25th birthday, Hall of Famer Richard Petty finished three laps ahead of the entire field to capture the Pickens 200 at South Carolina's Greenville Pickens Speedway. Petty's victory, one of eight he posted in 1962, paid $1,000. Fellow Hall of Famer Wendell Scott earned $400 for finishing in third place, six laps behind Petty, and three laps behind runner-up Jack Smith. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> three laps, five laps, seven laps behind, and that's the win. Uh, it kind of makes, makes you happy to see stage racing. Well, he won $400 for coming in third. I mean, that's what, a dinner? Yeah, beer money. <laughs> okay, July 18th, 1965. Driving for Wood Brothers Racing, the Stewart, Virginia-based team founded and run by Hall of Fame brothers Glenn and Leonard Wood, Marvin Panch won the Glen 151.8 mile road race at Watkins Glen International. Panch's victory was worth $1,425 as he bested fellow Hall of Famers Ned Jarrett, Buddy Baker, and Cale Yarbrough. NASCAR would not race at Watkins Glen again until 1986. Despite competing in only 20 of 55 Premier Series races in 1965, Panch won four times and finished fifth in points. July 13, 1997. Hall of Fame team owner Jack Roush and his, was the big winner in the Jiffy Lube 300 at the New Hampshire International Speedway, now known as the New Hampshire Motor Speedway, as Jeff Burton notched the victory in his Roush Fenway Racing Ford. In capturing the 117,875 first place purse, Burton bested Hall of Famers Dale Earnhardt, Russie Wallace. Coming home fifth was another Roush driver, Hall of Famer Mark Martin. And that is This Week in NASCAR History. Ryan Blaney, Weekend Preview, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. All right, this week we head to New Hampshire Motor Speedway for the Foxwood Resorts Casino. 3.01 Sunday, 3 p.m. on NBCSN. And uh, this should be a pretty good race for, for Ryan uh, coming up this weekend. Mm -hmm. they, uh, in the last couple of years, Ryan has started uh, pretty close in 18, started fifth in 19, has uh, finished a couple top 10 finishes there, seventh, fourth, uh, ninth. So uh, pretty good at uh, where he starts and where he finishes at, uh, at New Hampshire. Uh, I know this is on your bucket list of someplace you'd like to go uh, someday. Well, they're all on my bucket list. <laughs> um, in uh, years past, uh, through uh, through a couple different years here, it's been Kozlowski, Harvick, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and uh, the great tradition there is the trophy at the end. It's uh, kind of a live trophy. The lobster. <laughs> they get to try and pick that thing up and hold it up and take pictures with it. Uh, and uh, I wouldn't get near it. Um, and this is uh, Joey, Joey Logano's home track, too. So always look for Joey to be uh, pretty good up in uh, up at uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Uh, but I believe Bob Pockross has Ryan starting seventh. Well, leave it to the Steve Kornacki of NASCAR to tell you that. Yes, he did come up. He does it every week. He does all the math, figures it out, and... Uh, and then Wednesday NASCAR comes out with it, and it's he's always correct. So, I yeah, I think hundred percent. Maybe he's actually <laughs> doing it for NASCAR, and we don't know it. That could be. 
Um, so this week coming up, uh, some of the some of the players, like I said, will be uh, you know guys like Harvick, Hamlin, Kyle Busch. Uh, Ryan's starting up near the front. That helps a ton. So uh, by the end of the first stage, hopefully I'll be up in the in the points, get some good stage points going. Um, and uh, you know he's still eighth in the in the points going into the playoffs. So uh, these next couple weeks will be key to position himself uh, for the playoffs. Um, something that's interesting this year. Uh, this race will be the last race until August. Uh, these guys go on a break. Yeah, yeah, they go on a bit of a break. You get to watch uh, some Olympic coverage instead. That's okay, too, though. <laughs> I mean, you know I love my NASCAR, but there is something about the Olympics. I, I brought that up because my wife definitely loves to watch uh, watch all the gymnastics, all the track and field. Uh, what swimming. The, and, and the swimming. Yeah, the, the, you got to watch the swimming. So, uh, you know, so get your NASCAR in this weekend while you can, because once it's over, it's over for a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm sure everybody will be taking vacations. You'll be seeing great Instagram pictures of people on beaches in places uh, unknown. Yeah. Not us. Not us. Well, I was just reminded, we were talking about New Hampshire and some of the different things in New Hampshire. Back in 07, Dave Blaney became the first Toyota to win the pole. To win the poll at uh, at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, so that also reminds us. This past weekend was the Lou Blaine Memorial at Sharon Speedway, and uh, if you got a chance to go online this weekend and check out the auctions, uh, we talked to a couple people who were actually at, at the mm -hmm. track, and some of the some of the stuff was great. Uh, they they made a lot of money for the uh, the foundation, the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation, um, and actually surprisingly, some of the stuff you know, was very achievable by Bryce. Uh, oh, yeah. Our, yeah. our friend was talking about that the rear window that was autographed by Ryan was was not as expensive as people thought it would go for. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, each year that they do that, make sure you check it out. Um, and there was always baskets to win and so forth, too, in a, in a raffle, um, Chinese Chinese auction. Yeah. Um, and uh, this, this weekend, uh, huge crowd there, and uh, uh, we had... Uh, we had a surprise runner that a lot of people weren't sure was going to run. Oh. Dale Blaney kind of faked everybody out. Yes, um, yeah, Adam was following that closely, and uh, he uh, found out uh, last week that Dale said, oh, you know, I'm just going to help uh, help Dave run at, at, uh, at Eldora next week, and that's all I'm really worried about. And then all of a sudden we find out, oh, he did show up uh, and drove that, that yeah. car. Um, and... Uh, what uh, was it? Spencer Baston ends up mm -hmm. winning the Lou Blaney Memorial this year, and uh, Dave and, and uh, Dale, you know, Dale ran a little bit toward the back. Uh, Dave was actually like third or fourth place and uh, pulled off. Um, I was told he hit a tire actually. Something, yeah, something like that. He was running a low line. He got pinched between uh, a car trying to run, trying trying to also run a low line. And uh, basically, he couldn't couldn't wiggle out of it. Uh, but uh, not to worry. Like I said, this weekend coming up, uh, he's going to be down at uh, Eldora, running that race uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, uh, if all things go correctly, we may be down there this Saturday night yeah. to check yeah. it out. Yeah. And we'll send some pictures uh, over to Adam. He can put them up on uh, the Team Blaney websites, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And if you had a chance to, Adam was in Atlanta this past weekend, so make sure you check out uh, 
the Team Blaney, uh, especially Instagram and uh, Facebook. He posted some pictures there from from the track, uh, some interesting angles that uh, most people don't get to. Yeah, and you know what? If any of you happen to be going to Eldora this weekend, let us know. Like, we'll, we'll come and, and hang out with you. Yep, visit, talk, sure. and, uh, you know. Talk about all things Blaney. That's right. <laughs> So, um, you know, just a kind of a quick recap of uh, this week's uh, standings in the uh, Team Blaney uh, Team Blaney Fantasy uh, Live League. Um, and this was, uh, oh, let me hand you the wrong one here. This was the, this week's actual finishes. Okay. There you go. And uh, just kind of, you can give us the top ten there. You want me to start at the top and work down? Sure. Okay, well, hmm, this one looks interesting. The very top one says Mez 12. Oh, no, that's not the top one. I was 19th this week, I'm sorry. It just printed that way. Oh, oh, okay, so you're not. Mm -mm. I, was not I was not number you. one. You. Okay, so number one would go to Go Larson. He's been number one for a while now, so <laughs> that works. Number two, we've got the Glitter Bugs. Number three is Doug K0525. Number four is Blaney's Daisy. Number five is David Lazaro. Number six looks like it is a three-way tie. You've got the Dalai Lama four, Moon Cup, and Roger St. Yeah. That would be the missus. I think so. That would be Tara. <laughs> okay, so then we go on to ninth, which is a tie. It's Stellarius. And Frank Blaniak, our tie for ninth. Stellanarius, um, if you follow her on Twitter, is our faithful transcriber of the uh, uh, chat between, uh, she does the chat between the uh, drivers and uh, Josh. Man, she has helped us out in the jam. <laughs> Shout out to you, Stellanarius. <laughs> and then we've got 11th, we've got Rogue Tough. All right, and that uh, now our overall standings now. And it's tightened up a little bit, and she said, of course, Doug, uh, Doug zero five two five, once again up there in the standings. While he's number one so far for the year, followed by Clyde's Chicken Pit Racing, the fastest chicken in the South. <laughs> and uh, number three is Moon Cup. Number four is Blaney Kicks Beep. And yes, I'm fifth overall right now. I'm about a hundred, a little over a hundred. Uh, 40 points back at first at uh, 40-20. Go Larson's moved up to 4,002 points there in the sixth. Glitterbugs is also tied for sixth right now. Rogue Tough is in eighth. And uh, Vans 12 ninth. And then the Dalai Lama 4 is holding up 10th uh, place right now. And uh, the Team Blaney admin is in 24th place. He is kind of moving up in the standings, though, so... Okay. He was on the second page there for the early part of the season, so he's he's moving along pretty good. Uh, so this week coming up, uh, besides Ryan, uh, what drivers are you looking for to do well at New Hampshire? Well, um, I mean, you can't count out, you know, the usual suspects up at New Hampshire. You know, first of all, it's, you know, uh, Joey is is from there, so you've, you've got to keep him in the mix. Uh, Kevin has the 
He holds the record for the most wins there? Or he did? I don't remember what it is. Uh, it's late in the day. Um, Brad, Brad has, I think, the record for a qualifying lap, so you always have to keep Brad up there in the mix. Um, Kyle, Bush, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, know, I, the regular I, players. I, you know, Brad, um, you know, Brad did win it, uh, last year there, um, like I said, Harvick's got, like I said, one, two, three, four, I see at least four wins there, I think. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely somebody to beat there. Um, and I don't know, Kyle Busch is, is going to be mad all week, so. Yeah. What else is new? <laughs> but you know what, you said Ryan's starting seventh? Is that what you said? Seventh, yes. You know, you never know. You never know. Seventh, that's that's a pretty good starting spot for him, you know? Yeah, after the last couple of years of finishes, I mean, they, like I said, uh, he, uh, he had a seventh place finish in 18, a fourth place finish in 19, um, you know, and uh, he led some laps last year. So, you know, they definitely know how to get to the front. And uh, it's a strange track because it's a flat track. There's really not a lot of banking to the turns. Yeah. And it's got to find the groove. It becomes a one groove kind of racetrack there after, you know, the first segment of the race. So it, it's really hard for uh, passing, you know, sometimes you got to kind of shoehorn somebody out of the way. But um, it's a good place for elbows up, and I think Ryan will be, will be elbows up all weekend heading toward the break. Okay, I think that should wrap it up for this week's edition of the Team Blaney Podcast. I do want to say thank you again to my lovely wife, Kate, for coming on this week. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, it's been a you know we've we've known each other for quite a number of years now, and uh, the the most important thing we 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 met this way through the through racing and through Ryan and and Dave, and every weekend we look forward to the the time we could spend together watching racing, going to races, and so forth, and um, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, same, absolutely the same. Did you want to talk about our third co-host that was here today? Yes. Yes. We did not tell you guys, but we do have a third co-host today. Um, her name is Blaney. Surprising. And that's our, our little puppy. Spelled, yeah. Spelled with two E's. Spelled with two E's. And, and we brought her in here because we knew that if we left her out in the hallway, she would just bark the entire time. So she did very, very good. Yes, she did. And we're going to go get some Tritos now. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, to tuning into this episode of the Team Blaney Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, please listen to our first episode that really dives deep into how we both became fans of the Blaney Racing family. If you'd like to interact with us, you can find Team Blaney on Twitter at Team Blaney and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Team Blaney. Don't forget to also download, rate, and subscribe to the Team Blaney Podcast on Apple and Google Podcast apps. And once again, to close out the show, we want to remind you to check out the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation. This organization, established in 2018, supports causes that have closely impacted the Blaney family, including the Alzheimer Association and UMPC Sports Medicine. You can find out more about the foundation on its website, ryanblaneyfamilyfoundation.org, or on Twitter at rbfamfoundation, and finally on Facebook at facebook.com slash rbfamilyfoundation. For my co-host Kate, I'm Steve Mez, and we'll catch you next time on the Team Blaney Podcast.